Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Inpeak. My guest on today's podcast is Chika Owazi, one of the co-founders of Afropolitan, which is set to become a digital nation state. The idea is inspired by the works of Balaji and his book, The Network State. This was a super interesting conversation that I hope you will enjoy as much as I did. So you're building something really interesting, uh, which is uh, focused on the, um, the uh, is it the American Afri- uh, African-American community mostly? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'll make it very clear. Um, so it is focused on the African diaspora, right? So um, basically what that means is you are either from Africa or the diaspora. So like, for example, I'm Nigerian American, right? So I'm Nigerian, but I live in America. I've also lived in Lagos as well. But um, what we have done is we also made sure that it's very important that our allies are part of this as well, right? And so I think that's also the other key thing is that like even with our investors, we had people from all walks of the world come and be part of this because for this to happen, like it can't just be Africans. It has to be allies support as well. Awesome. So it's Afropolitan, right? Yeah, that's Afropolitan. so. So tell tell me a little bit about. It. So I remember we talked about it uh, during the proof um, uh, builders forum, um, yeah. but yeah, let's let's uh, dive deeper into exactly what um, you know what it's all about. And I I also want people to know that the day when we are recording this is uh, when the whole. Uh, FTX thing has 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 uh, broken down. So so I do apologize if I'm not quite myself, you know, because I'm like just uh, in shock like anybody else, and and like trying to make sense of um, the whole situation. But yes, yeah, yeah. so, so tell me about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think you know to that point. Even before I go in, I feel like this is the reason why we're building what we're building, right? Because I do feel um, there's a lot of greed happening. In this market right now, um, and I, I think there's a, a lot of like use cases that are like fake. <laughs> They're not real use cases um, because I still think I'm still bullish on crypto, regardless of what happened with FTX. So um, I'm hoping that this episode will enlighten <laughs> a real use case, right? Like that crypto can work, uh, right? But essentially, um, we are building the first network state um, focused on the African diaspora and our allies. And um, basically, all this came through Balaji, who was a former CTO of Coinbase. And essentially, he uh, created this article, How to Start a New Country. He dropped it last year. Everybody was like, oh, this is cool. But at least for me, when I read it last year, I was like, okay, this is cool. But I don't know, maybe I felt like this was over my head (laughs) a bit. Um, And then fast forward to December of uh, 23rd, 2021. Um, just last year. And essentially, my partner wakes me up at 5 a.m. and says, we need to start a new country. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, this is a very strange insight at 5 a.m. But I feel like at that time, interestingly, from April, when I first read the article till December, I was um, really going deep into DAOs and what it could do and the power and how it can unlock. So by the time my partner woke me up, it wasn't a strange idea, at least to me, right? Um, and basically, I read the Federalist Papers, which is the papers that um, formed you know, the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution. And there was a quote by Alexander Hamilton that says, 
Are we going to keep making choices off of accident and force, or are we going to make a new choice off of reflection, right, and choice? And for me, Africa has been forced. Um, many African countries were formed um, not by those who live there, but by those who do not. And a lot of the nation states are failing. Um, many countries, like my own, Nigeria, has been fighting bad governance for over 60 years. And I feel like we cannot realize our full potential. We have young, amazing people in Africa that like seem to have all these obstacles in front of them because of bad governance. And for me, what's more interesting is that Web3 adoption in Nigeria is the third largest in the world, right? And so we are ripe for this opportunity. There's many young Nigerians using crypto every single day for real, real life. <laughs> and that's the reason why we're building what we're building. But I think we can talk more about like the what and the how, but that is essentially like how it started. Super interesting. I didn't know that Nigeria was the third um, mm -hmm. Uh, country using um okay so but when you say that um you know you're building this network uh network state um you're focusing on um basically all of uh africa and and um you know as you said your allies so from the moment when you came up with this idea or your partner you know suggested that that uh, 5 a.m morning what was the next steps you took and and how long did it remind me again was that april of this year no no so last year april we just read the article we okay. hadn't moved yet december of last year so almost it's almost a year so that now. 5 a.m thing was in december last year yes it was okay. in december yes so we are coming uh -huh. to almost a year since yes. then all right so tell me about the story of like how things unfolded from there yeah so literally that happened and then i was like okay let's go like we were in nairobi kenya so i was like okay let's go talk to our friend because this guy like works at apple right i was like he's super smart <laughs> let's pitch it to him if he's like, it's a no, then maybe we should like ask ourselves, like, does this make sense? And so we waited till 8 a.m. He woke up. We went to breakfast with him. We pitched him the idea. And he was like, you know, this actually makes sense. And then funny enough, that started us traveling to actually four different African countries and pitching it to our community members because Afropolitan is actually already a community. It's been a community since 2016. So we um, pitched our friends in Nairobi. Then we went to Tanzania. Then we went to Ghana. Then we went to Nigeria and literally just pitching people in our network, in our community. These are people who built unicorn businesses. These are people who've exited from tech companies. So these were like smart people that if all of them were like, this doesn't make sense, then be it at share just crazy. <laughs> right. Um, but funny enough, not only did they believe it, they actually put money behind it. So as of I, we started this idea in December and January, we started the process of fundraising and we were able to raise the first $1 million just from community members. So there was no VC capital yet. These were all just people in our community who've known us, who believed in us and who were like, I want to back you. And it was important because if you're building a network state and the first phase of it is a network, right? You have to build the community. The community has to be behind it, right? Um, if it's just a bunch of VCs, doesn't really prove anything, right? So that was kind of the first step of building out Afropolitan was just talking to our community members and raising that first $1 million. Nice. And then, okay, so what happened after that? How many people um, chipped in for that first million? Uh, I would say like maybe 40, 50 people. Yeah, 40, 50 people. Okay, so, so 
this is a company or is it a DAO or is it a nonprofit? What is it exactly? Yes. So it is just today an organization, right? We had, we created a foundation, right? We also created a company. Both of them are registered in the BPI. And we're doing that because at some point, you know, if you're building a nation, right, you're going to have your own currency. Um, and so in order to make sure that's all structured properly, we built a foundation which will hold the token when we decide to launch it. We have not launched it yet. But today it's just an organization. And that first phase of the organization is the NFT project, right? And so that is honestly since I would say we finished fundraising around like May-ish because we started talking to VCs and, you know, VCs always take their time. Fundraising, so that kind of slowed us down. But then, from May up until this point, as you're hearing this podcast recording, we've been working on phase one, which is an NFT project. Okay, awesome. So, and the NFT project. So, so when is this coming out? How many are there? Uh, how are you going? How are you planning to sell it? Uh, especially in this, yeah, market? yeah, in this bear market, right? So, um, a couple of things, and I think it's important to get background. So, number one, we uh, partnered with. Again, community members. So we had a community member who came up with the story, the lore. Um, and so she actually teamed up with a team of writers. And over three weekends, they basically were in like a writer's room and giving out the writing. Because for us, we were like, we need our own mythology. We need our own why and story um, that people are buying into because we're building this nation, right? Um, so we first worked with her to do that. The second part was then the artist. Um, and so again, I can't, I didn't want to just. I've seen people like just go on Fiverr or random places and get an artist. Like, no, <laughs> we needed to make sure that the artist was bought into our long-term vision. So funny enough, our artist, Ogosa, I just happened to be on Twitter. Someone retweeted his work on my timeline. I was like, this art just speaks to me and it speaks to the vision. And it's almost as if he was in the writer's room. Um, so I cold DM him and he responded and he was like, yes, I would love to work with you guys. And he just happens to be Nigerian and super young. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So we started working with him. We started assembling a team together. Um, and honestly, we went back and forth for, for a couple of weeks because um, we have so much of lore that we were like, okay, should we do 10,000? Should we do small? Like we kept going back and forth. Now we have decided to only do 500 NFT pieces. Um, this is our Genesis collection. And this represents the founding citizens, right? So everyone who um, gets this NFT, they are founding citizen of um, our nation state. They get to um, be part of the constitution um, and they digitally will like sign you know, the constitution, they'll be part of our code of conduct, our working group. So they're they're kind of the beginning parts of um, this network state. It is going to be minted in December. Um, but, you know, right now we've just been talking to communities like yourself. We've been talking to so many different communities um, and talking to our own community and really just getting them buying in. And we have an application process. So um, we have over a thousand applicants at this point. Um, and I, I think we're going to you know, our goal is a couple thousand at least. Um, so we have a really good mix of people who are applying. But even if you don't get this NFT, you will be on the wait list for our next NFT, which will drop in Q1. Okay, awesome. So so that's a good idea to start small. Um, you know, that's yeah. that's really good idea. And um, how about those people who invested initially? Did they get the NFT? No, so they had to apply as well. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it depends. Um, we do have set aside 
some um, NFTs that will be given to like early community members and early people who are part of our vision. But some of our investors, they have applied. We've seen them in the application process. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the mint price? Um, we're still deciding on that, but it's not going to be more than 0.2. I'll say okay. that. All right. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the max we'll go. Okay. You know, that that's very reasonable. I think that's like a really good um, building a, a small foundation and um, building a lot of excitement around that. And then, you know, start, uh, you know, releasing um, the next steps. Um, awesome. Yeah. So this is super interesting. So we are going to hopefully we're going to have you on the platform as well to speak, uh, you know, uh, um, maybe, maybe uh, if not on this round, maybe like when you're doing your bigger one, your next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it sounds like you already have quite a lot, you know, going on with this at, uh, at this moment. But um, okay, so uh, for for people listening to this, what are some of the other ways that they can, uh, you know, uh, they can uh, support what you're building other than you know trying to get their hands on the NFT? What are some of the other things that they can do? Yeah, um, a couple of things. I think you know, while this is such a long-term project, there's a lot of things that we are considering that are important. Uh, so number one is um, simply spreading the message. I tell people, I don't think Africa has talked about enough when it comes to Web3 and the fact that a lot of people know like that Nigeria is the third largest crypto adopter, um, you know, people just don't know. Um, and I think unfortunately Africa is largely ignored um, when it comes to tech, it's kind of like, oh, aid <laughs> over there type of thing versus like, no, like people are actually leading and building and creating interesting things on the continent. So just simply telling the message and the story is really important. But I think further, we're looking at a couple of things. Um, so number one, so for example, um, we did a uh, Twitter space with Hootless and um, many of those are Moonbird holders. And one of the things that you know, we are looking at talking about is even creating a pipeline of artists, right? Um, that can um, be distributed to other platforms. So for example, in the last um, Proof Grails, um, a Nigerian artist, Osinachi, was featured, right? And he's in our community. We know him. We know a lot of the artists. And so I think there's a lot of other African artists that are doing quite well in the NFT space. And I think partnering with brands like yourself, with other brands, you know, to showcase this art is key. I think number two is that we have a lot of experts um, that are in our community. We have a podcast as well. Um, and I feel like we're always looking to connect with other you know, experts that can speak to our community, that can share their insights. Because again, we have a lot of founders who are fundraising, who've done quite well in the space, um, and they always need support. And I think the last thing is we love doing events. Um, so Afropolitan, before we became this, was an events company, right? We've done events all over the world. Um, and we're always looking to work with other brands and, and companies to do events. Um, I think next year, we're planning to do at least four or five around many of the crypto conferences. Um, we're doing our last event in Ghana this year, um, partnership with Tachyon, which is um, the main accelerator out of consensus. And we're doing a hackathon and a pitch combine to help people understand how to fundraise in the bear market because it's very hard. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm always looking to partner with people to, you know, do events. I think collaboration is key in this uh, Web3, you know, space. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wrote down, um, so you're building a, a pipeline of artists. So for us, um, it could be quite interesting to, uh, first of all, we are going to give you a scholarship uh, to one of the members in your in your uh, community so we will do um, a you know an application process for that and and we'll pick someone 
but mm. it's um yeah it's it's like uh it's about really this is the way to build uh, you know in uh, and market yourself in the web3 space and uh, i think it's so important to shine a light on black artists and and uh you know the the african community um because uh, when you look at the space most of them it's not you know like it's not very well represented so so both for women and for um you know for african artists so so it's really exciting that you're doing this so where do you see yourself going in like let's say in the next few years in in the next three to five years what's the plan what's the what's the like the big um picture and vision yeah so i would say our plan is actually at least a 10-year plan so End state would be we're diplomatically recognized and we have little Afro towns all over the world. And these Afro towns are like embassies and Chinatowns, right? So in every city in the world, there's a Chinatown, but also beyond the Chinatown, we want it to be sovereign land, right? Similar to an embassy. So when I go to U.S. embassy in Nigeria, it is sovereign U.S. territory, right? So we would like to do something very similar um, for our community members, which, but that's a very long-term vision. I think in three to five years, what's going to be important is we have an engaged online community, right? Um, number two, that Afropolitan is the authority when it comes to Africa and Web3. So if you're like, I need to understand Africa, I want to invest in Africa, I want to do business there, I want to... I have a project and, you know, I want to connect with community members there. People are thinking about Afropolitan. And I think, you know, the other thing that's really going to be important is we start to have Afrotowns is a long-term vision, but we do want to do partnerships with physical spaces in the three to five year terms. And what that looks like is, for example, I went to Empire Dow in New York, right? And they welcomed us. They did a whole tour and like, hey, like, in the future, like Empire Dow could be on a node of like, this is a space where Afropolitan community members can come and connect and network, you know, and they can physically connect. Um, and we have other relationships with other working spaces and lounges in different parts of the world. And that's like one of the, my main focuses next year is to start to reach out to all of them so that Afropolitans always have a space, like physically I can go to um, and connect with other community members and just meet other, you know, people like yourself as well. So that's kind of, at least for us, what we want to do in the next three to five years. Amazing. That's fantastic. So um, when you say, you know, that you want to have an uh, engaged community, online community, have you thought about maybe perhaps building your own space or, or, or do you see this that this is going to be primarily on social media? Yeah. So, yes. Um, so number, I think first thing is, there's this huge debate around Discord. Everyone has their thoughts about it, <laughs> you know? Um, so for us, obviously we need an online community for today, which we'll, we'll, which we'll have, but we do want to build our own platform. So that's actually in phase two. Um, and that's something we're gonna start working on next year is building out a platform where our community lives, they can vote, they can connect, they can network, where they get access to their resources, um, and, and basically where their NFT identity actually leverages all the different services we want to give to them long term. So yes, that is 
something that we are looking to do. Um, I've already, you know, started looking at potential PMs um, to kind of lead on this project. But yes, we need to have our own space, especially it's, it's a digital nation. Like you can't have a country on Discord. <laughs> your own space yeah exactly so um i don't know if you've been on on in peak uh, obviously we have our own platform yeah. our platform is used uh primarily for running the sessions that we have got you know the live sessions that we've mm -hmm. got and then they get recorded and they go into our on-demand section um but we for um you know for, for like a communication general communication we are still using discord but we, even you know we are uh, thinking about eventually bringing all of that not thinking about it, it is definitely on our roadmap to bring all of that onto the platform mm -hmm. but i guess you know part of that is you know in some ways not rushing it too much because um there mm -hmm. uh, because we are still figuring out what people in web3 want and what are the yeah. exact needs for it right like you know because right now people are adapting things that are already in uh, discord to what the needs of a, a web3 community is um so how do you see this, uh, you know, with, when you envision this nation in a world where we're primarily living and working in the metaverse, how do you mm -hmm. see that uh, unfolding? Like what's like when you imagine it, what's your vision? Like what do you see? How, how do you visually see it? Yeah, I think for us, if I was to kind of zoom out and say, what does it look like? Uh, number one, I'm an Afropolitan citizen. And I do not have to physically live, you know, in any part of the world to become that citizen, right? So I can live in Puerto Rico, I can live in America, I can live in Bali, I can live in South Africa, I can live wherever I want, but I am a citizen of this space, right? I am walking into this online community that is owned um, and governed by Afropolitan community members, right? And, you know, long-term, I have access to different services. That could be health services. That could be, you know, job opportunities. That could be, you know, being able to, you know, use the Afropolitan token and 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 use it as a, as a commerce, right? As, as a payment, um, you know, for other services in the world. So I feel like for me, you know, the long-term vision of what this looks like on an online metaverse space is that I'm, you know, part of a community, I'm part of a community that impacts my life daily, but I'm not, I don't have to physically be there, right? Um, and I think the other thing about it is we want citizens to have shared ideology, not DNA, right? So you could be an Afropolitan member, I could be an Afropolitan member, we're in different parts of the world, but we both are feel connected, right, at a, at a deeper level beyond just like being community members. And I think that's the other, you know, key component of Afropolitan. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, for example, if somebody was um, was not from an African descent, whether they could actually become a... So it is open. Yeah, they can. It's open to everybody, right? Like I said, like, I mean, with any product or any company organization, they always say, like, this is our target audience. But to be honest, my main thing is that I want to change the rules and I want to change the conception of what it means to be a citizen. And that, again, it's not a shared DNA, which is how countries were started off, right? Like, okay, these people are similar DNA or same kindred or same family. But like, no, we just share an ideology, right? That is the main reason. And we're all aligned to this ideology of abundance, which is our mantra, right? We want everyone to be abundant, to feel abundant, to have access to abundance, whatever that looks like for them. And as long as that's your thing and you're like, I'm aligned to that, you could be a citizen. 
Mm -hmm. Nice. So you are also a moonbird, right? You have a moonbird. Yes. So yes. How, how did that come about? You know what's so funny? Um, and it's it's interesting. So I didn't know about proof. I've and I'm so upset. I I don't know. I think because I was traveling, I was like, you know, I wasn't paying attention to anything at that point because I think proof was like, like December, January last year, right? Um, but then I saw Moonbird, and and it's interesting because. It's not like at first there's anything about the project. I was like, oh, but I feel like um, I happened to listen to a podcast. Um, I don't know if it was overpriced JPEGs or maybe it was some other podcast. And I know Kevin Rose. I've heard about him, you know, in Web2 world. And so once I heard about like, oh, the structure and how he wants to build it and what he's thinking, I was like, oh, I'm in. You know, like I want one of these Moonbirds. <laughs> I remember I told all my people, um, there's actually a community of us that also own a Moonbird uh, together because um, we have this um, like this Nigerian discord. And I just told everyone that I know you need to get one. This this is it. I didn't know it was going to take off the way it did, but I just I just had a sense that this was a very solid project to be in, um, and I'm excited. I'm glad, um, especially because. Um, so um, you won the you won the main, uh, you won the raffle. Yes, Me too. Yes. And <laughs> we, yeah, we did. Well, I did, but then my community we did it right. So they had to, so luckily um, one of our community members is like an OG NFT collector. So he's like, I'm gonna put in some money, y'all put in some money, and then we're gonna buy one. And so we had to get one on 19 ETH. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, but you know, luckily, yeah. So it's it's amazing. And 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 the fact that AK Stevie as well, she's Nigerian. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because we were connected before she joined them. Funny enough, um, I still don't remember how, but it was just it just it's a nice surprise as well. Uh, yeah, I also won the raffle and and minted yeah. that. So uh, yeah, that's really cool to see that. Um, because uh, I think there is um there's not enough diversity in in mm -hmm. in that community as well. We have been yeah. trying to bring in. I think with the with the oddities, we have been able to bring a lot more diversity, and I know that. Um, AKSTV has worked so hard to bring in. I personally gave away several oddities to bring in more women. So um, yeah, we just we definitely need to bring in a lot more diversity to those big um, projects because it's it's all good and well that we are doing our own projects, but those big projects they need to have a, a diverse audience as well. So so it's really important that um, you know that you are a part of that. So I, I like that, that's great. All right, well, this has been super uh, interesting, super exciting what you're building. Um, I'll be definitely um, you know, closely following, I will fill out an application if you can't pass me through, <laughs> you know, you know yeah, of course, sorry. You know, like send me the application. We also yeah. did an application for, for yeah. a week, actually. Uh, yeah, send me the application. I will, I will apply and uh, hopefully I will get accepted. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I think you're doing, you know, you're a builder, which is the DNA of any Afropolitan member. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and uh, we will also uh, promote it to our um, community as well. I think there's going to be quite a lot of people that will be excited about what, what you're building. Um, and it's really good that it's a small number to begin with because, you know, it's easier to get buy-in for that. Um, yeah. So that that's really good. Um, all right. Well, this has been super uh, interesting. I look forward to having you on the platform. And, you know, we will discuss different ways that we can, um, you know, uh, collaborate and and work together 
Yeah, amazing. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chika. Be sure to follow her and Afropolitan on Twitter and keep up with their developments. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Arya Show.